Wait, I, I'm sorry. I, my phone says I have a call coming coming in from William Cooper. I'm going to have to let you go. Oh, oh wait. And overcast. Yes, episode 22 of your favorite podcast amongst all the podcasts you are listening to at this precise moment. Join us as we look to the future now with yours truly, Scott Horn, and everyone's definitely William Cooper. Hey, William. Hey, is everyone's definitely me? You are that's everyone's gonna... definitely. Wow, because that's going to save a lot of time if everyone's me. And, uh, awesome. and, uh, uh, you intimated that we might, uh, we might have a special guest. We do have a special tonight. guest tonight. I feel like, do you have, if you have her, do you have her bumper handy? We could play it and introduce her that way. They're all her bumpers. Well, you know, the what's up bumper. Oh, I I think I do. Oh, good. Let's give it a spin. Okay. What's up with Bud? Wow. In stereo. In stereo. <laughs> yes, joining us tonight is my lovely wife, Joe. Well, hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Our, our scheduling this week is a little bit different, and it uh, allowed uh, Joe to join us, and uh, unfortunately... For you, Scott, um, because I know the our scheduling slip is due to some injury. Yes, but it all worked out in the end. I think. Good. Um, or in the in the knee. Yeah. Do you you don't want to open with that, do you? Do you want to open with the pain God, and suffering? No. Who would want to do that? Okay, we might as well. We've already started. <laughs> oh, <laughs> us. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is what has happened? Oh, to I you? woke up. It was a big mistake. Should mm. never have done it. And uh, after waking up, I compounded my mistake by walking down the stairs. Oh, see? Can you Two believe mistakes this? in a row. And I twisted my um, knee on the way down the stairs. And uh, for the rest of the day, it got I had a progressively increasing, sharp, piercing pain in my right knee every time I tried to walk. That does not sound good. No, it wasn't. By the time I got through the day, I just got home and put ice on it. Um, then I let you know that I don't think this is going to happen tonight. <laughs> yeah. Because as we've discussed, the uh, my end of this recording happenings down in, happens down in the basement. And uh, uh, just walking across level ground was impossible. So the stairs was a no-go. Yeah. You don't have your elevator installed yet. No. No. Order that. So yeah, I just uh, was laid up for a day, basically, and uh, then this morning uh, I was tentatively gave it a, you know, tried walking and it and it works without stabbing pain, although the knee really will not take much weight. Right, so, that's not good. Yeah, I'm gonna go get it. You know, see a doctor, get rid of it. Get rid of your knee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you gonna get a bionic knee or? No, no, no. Just get rid of it. Just. Okay. Just fuse it. You know, don't need to bend your leg. What's that all about? No. Haven't, no, you, haven't not... you seen robots or Nazis? Yeah. They don't. They don't bend their knees. <laughs> or robot Nazis. <laughs> it's 2016. No one needs to bend their knees. That's 
Grandpa, come on. Mm. Kids don't bend their knees today. They don't even hold their pants up. You know. So what else we got for follow-up? Well, we have a few things. Um, I just wanted to share a very, very quick story. Um, last week, you know, we, we end each of these episodes with a question that I answer. Um, and last week, uh, you asked me whether I, I'd ever mucked out a stall, and I, I answered in some some fashion. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to give you just the, the, the actual real answer to that, which oh. is... I have mucked out a stall. Really? Yes. I um when I was uh in a relationship with uh um our uh, our friend Callan many 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 years ago, she was doing horse riding and she was taking care of horses and uh, I was involved in a lot of currying the horses and picking hooves and mucking out stalls. So I had quite an experience with that, but what I wanted to share, what I thought about with this, she she was really great with horses. Um, she didn't ever receive any training or anything. She just had this natural gift for horses. And there was a, a an incident where she was um, taking care of a friend's horse who was very headstrong and uh, you get really had to watch yourself around him because he'd, he'd, he'd kind of butt you and mm. try to bite you and all sorts of things. And um, I'm not condoning this activity <laughs> at all. One day we're out walking. The horse reaches over and takes a nibble on Callan's shoulder. Callan turns around and punches the horse as <laughs> hard as she can in its nose. And I mean, not you, the same way you deal with a shark. Right. I mean, she was just like, wham. And the horse just sat there and looked at her for a long time and then just did everything that she wanted. And from that point on, that horse was totally in love with her. Never gave <laughs> her any problem at all. Wow. You know, wasn't afraid of her at all. Just was like loved her and did everything she wanted and was really kind and gentle. <laughs> so, Joe, so, have you had to resort to that yet with William? <laughs> <laughs> well, not. I, I didn't know it was an option, but mm. now oh, it's shoot. maybe another uh, tool to add hey, to my a toolkit. Punch, a punch in the nose, as my favorite podcaster. Um, Me? <laughs> yeah, William. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. John oh, Roderick your boyfriend. Says, oh, your boyfriend again. A punch in the nose is always an option. A punch in the nose is worth two in the bush? Mm -hmm. You don't. No, don't punch anyone there. Especially the bricker bushes. Yeah. Um, don't listen to this podcast, Joe. Which one? This one we're doing right now. Why? Because you'll find out you can punch me in the nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I had that little bit. Um, I wanted to share with you, and this is involving you, Joe. Um, the sort of inside joke in the house based on last week's talk of... Uh, gender and manliness and usefulness that has kind of got me giggling at one point in our podcast last week i started to go down this road and realized that we were we talked about this forever and it's like I'm, okay forget it i'm not going to go down this road and, and and tell this story or go on this tangent so i just kind of stopped it because we were out of time or you... yeah it just things were long and it's like all right let's 
let's move this along. Okay. And what I ended up saying <laughs> was, we, you know, you know, some of my best friends are female welders. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just stopped it there. I didn't go any further. Well, all I could think about <laughs> that was um, maybe you were thinking you lived in the movie Flashdance. <laughs> maybe I was. <laughs> because I'll also tell you this. I don't know a single female welder. Not one. <laughs> I think I think you were thinking of the girl in Flashdance. I, I might have. I just might have been just delirious uh, <laughs> and my realities uh, overlapped. But uh, now it's something that, that Joe teased me about on in, in text. <laughs> <laughs> Except I got it wrong. Yeah, she said, "What female plumbers?" Plumbers. <laughs> He's like, "Quote: My some of my best friends are female plumbers." Dash William Cooper. <laughs> and then you said something like, "If you're gonna insult me, at least get it right." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I said, "Welders." Actually. Actually, thank you very much. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's the um, problem with recording a podcast for an hour every right. week is you build up over time a long list of things somebody could go back and quote. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, and, and, and isolate and pull out at you, so. Uh, that's uh, but that's, that's, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Um I will say we wanted to share, you know, we are a little bit, um, a little bit out of sorts tonight too. Both of us are, we're really, really tired. Um, last night about three in the morning, two forty-five. Two forty-five in the morning at a, a substation. <clears throat> um, what I were you doing this. at a substation at two forty-five <laughs> in the morning, William? <laughs> Getting a sub. Are you chewing on the wires again? I was hungry. I didn't want a sub. Uh, at a substation not too far away, a raccoon entered the substation and uh, managed to uh, cut off power for Ooh, a large he, part he of North Seattle. into a very special conductor. Mm. Yes, he did. Mm. And managed to shut off the power to a huge grid of North Seattle. Uh, 38,000 38, Seattle customers. <laughs> wow. So uh, we um, we have white noise on at night to help us sleep and, be, and to help my wife sleep because of somebody snoring who isn't my wife. We won't say any names. <laughs> and uh, the thing just, you know, went off and it woke both of us straight out of our sleep. We're like, what the hell is going on? And um, it's amazing how the... when. Things suddenly get so silent because yeah. the power goes out. How that can actually wake you? Yeah, I mean, it startled us. Mm -hmm. So um, we woke up and uh, then woke up again two hours later when it came back on, and all of our electronic devices all came to life at one time. And we're like, and "Hey, that's, we're, that's definitely we're live. noticeable." <laughs> yeah, hello, mm -hmm. beep, and everything was. <laughs> the, his fridge is like, room, room, room. And like everyone's like, yeah. It's like the Millennium Falcon starting up <laughs> and you beat right. on the dashboard. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. And then in between, I, I didn't sleep at all because I just kept waiting for that exact moment because I knew that was going to happen and I'd wake up. So Well, that's pretty well, good of them. What, a couple hours and they got it mm -hmm. back? Yeah, two hours, I think. That's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. 
I had already dreamed that the power came back on, so I oh, was yeah. particularly confused when you woke <laughs> me up when it actually came back on. Because I, <laughs> I'd already because cool. I, the reason that I had a big sort of wake up scenario was that um, I had to figure out another white noise solution because otherwise oh, yeah. there would be no sleeping. So right. I had to like kind of get my phone together and find the app that has the white noise on it and so forth and so i had this whole dream where i was like oh it's kind of cool actually having white noise on the left of me and then other white noise on the right of me <laughs> interesting and then <laughs> apparently that was just totally well made up. you you woke up and i you said what's going on and i said oh the power's back on and you said well, the power's been on and I said, no, it just it just came on. And you were like, really? I must have dreamt that. And then you said, it's really hot. And I, I went, oh, I'll go turn on the fan. <laughs> and she said, you already turned the fan on. <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't. And I turned the fan on and you actually said, what is going on? I think Joe time slipped. <laughs> I think she might have. Something weird because there was another piece of it. I'm trying to remember what it was now around the power coming back on and mm. i don't remember i just know no, that no you, were... you might need to check with the neighbors to see if this power outage actually happened perhaps this is a story <laughs> planted in there by the aliens oh it could have been i remember what it was now. oh yes what so i was worried because you know i love to find anything to worry about especially sure. if it's in the middle of the night so obviously power outage the worry is is it going to be out long enough that we're going to have to you know toss out everything from the freezer and all that stuff so i must have dreamed that the power came back on and either woke up enough to check the clock and not notice that the power actually wasn't back on yet and then go back to sleep or I just dreamed that I checked the clock because I remember thinking, oh, good, an hour and a half, 2.45 to 4.15, cool. I'll mm -hmm. get up in the morning uh, and yeah. Google whether an hour and a half is fine for fridges and such. Yeah. So then half an hour later, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, had a, I didn't tell you this. I had a dream that because the power went off, the uh, security doors that keep... Um, the, mon the monsters out <laughs> were now uh, open. Because oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I watched too much, too many movies. I'm like, oh no, that means the security doors are down. Uh, the dinosaurs can get you in. You got to find that Unix system <laughs> and get That's those right. doors back on. That's right, Unix. I know this. So, needless to say, both of us are exhausted because yeah. we both had very, very busy nights mm -hmm. in both our awake state and our dream state apparently yeah so yeah that's uh that's where we are and i i think that's oh you had did you have one more thing did you want to talk about your oh you mean the tv thing yeah um sure so i just wanted so to... you guys watch tv too huh we we do a little bit mm -hmm. yep um i want you scott to Ooh, i'll leave you guys alone <laughs> kill william i've been oh. waiting for this for so long <laughs> i want you to not give up on silicon valley because it's really 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 great and it's actually not i don't count it as being one of the sort of 
uncomfortable shows. Mm-hmm. I actually count it as being a sort of laugh out loud funny show. So I think you should keep going with it because it's really yeah, good. Um, it, I'm, I believe I did recognize that it had at least, um, I don't know if he's the protagonist going forward, but at least in the first episode, there's the, uh, there's the nerd who's got the great ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, he's the main protagonist the whole and way. And then yeah. there's the the cool er- bossy man who Ehrlich. basically exploits yeah. him, um, right. and everybody else apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And he's great, yeah, he's... man. I love Ehrlich. He's just hilarious. There are moments. That's one of those shows. There are moments when we actually have to pause because we're laughing and just be like, I can't believe. What season what are we in? Are we said. still in season two or are they already into three by now? I feel like it's three. Yeah, I think they just started season three, so there have been a few episodes in. All right, well. So um, check, keep, yeah, keep checking it out. And do you feel it's the kind of thing that benefits from starting from the beginning? Or is it yeah, like yeah. Friends where you just drop in anywhere and it really doesn't No, matter? it's one big story that just... Uh, continues from week to week yeah do it all right (laughs) (laughs) that's about all we have for overview follow-up that's our entire podcast uh you can reach us oh no there's more yeah there's more tv more tv um yeah i've been searching high and low for stuff to watch Mm -hmm. um we watched um james may's man lab (laughs) what (laughs) James May uh, of Top Gear fame uh-huh. did, did a two series show called Man Lab where he's trying to educate males on how to be useful. Oh, well, <laughs> you guys should for... sign up. It's wow. perfect. Does it give you step-by-step instructions on how to pass in a hardware store? Yes. Yes. Hmm. And... Uh, how to make your own beer and to build a pool table and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it's just, that's what I think, you know. That's what I think of manly men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can build a pool table, baby. Woo! Right, and basically <laughs> through the series, home. they kit out this warehouse to make it a, a man warehouse. I with see. With a, a kitchen area and a lounge area. And a, uh, they make, yeah, you might... You might need to look a little higher and a little lower for uh, mm. for some things. Did you enjoy it at least? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of James May. I'll pretty much watch anything he does mm. as, as exampled by that. Yeah. Um, and then I got somewhere I saw that this new sitcom, it's a CW sitcom, so we're talking, you know, pretty, pretty low on the network totem pole here. Right. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't, I have never seen it. And it popped into iTunes. The whole first season is free. Uh-huh. So Jane and I watched the first episode of that, la- I think it was last night. And? It was pretty funny. It's like, um, Flight of the Concords. Oh. Hmm. Except it's a lady. It's like they're, they're doing the show and all of a sudden she does a song. <laughs> and it turns into oh, okay. a show tune thing. 
to tell to, part of the story. And it's we'll uh, have to check fun. that out among mm. among our two billion other shows. Do you think Scott would like New Girl? I've seen New Girl. Oh, you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we like that a lot. Mm-hmm. It seems to be just be getting better and better. Yeah, oh, good. I hadn't heard about it in in quite a while. I think oh, um, yeah. the last episode I watched was the one with Prince. Okay. Oh yeah, which it's, was a couple gotten, seasons ago now. Mm-hmm. I believe. It continues to get great. Yeah, the great. writing is just yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and I like Zoe Deschanel. She's very mm-hmm. good. Right. She yes. is. She's awesome. And one of the guys, at least one of the guys, there's like three guys. Mm-hmm. At least one of them I thought was really cool. I can't remember the characters' names, but Schmidt. Mm, probably. It's Nick for me. I'm I'm mm. I'm Team Nick. <laughs> Nick but, uh... Schmidt sounds like a good name. Can you put them together? <laughs> I can try. I need some some extra uh, uh, extra strong glue. I think. Very manly, Nick some Schmidt. New... Glue girl, new glue, no. Mm, no? Blue girl. Blue girl. No? Okay. Let's move on. I workshop a lot of things with Joe. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just may have made a noise. Sorry. That's okay. That's what uh, we're all about here. Mm-hmm. Shall we um shall we move on to our main topic? I think we can do that. All right. Joe, you want to take a guess what it's going to be? Uh, Nerd alert. Oh. I didn't give you any time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say beyond the porch, because that's what it is that's every single it... <laughs> week. But... <laughs> but you faked me out. Uh, no, it's nerd alert. All right. All right. So what do we got for uh, alerting the nerds tonight? It's kind of a big one, I think. We're dealing, going through a technology or just human capability inflection point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if you remember this other podcast I think you and, and possibly I were involved with like 10 years ago. And there was mm. one episode where we talked about how we're at this middle of the decade and things are really starting to, that's when all the stuff happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I heard that and I was like, middle of the decade 1950 oh wait no that's a century as you were close yes yeah we're like ooh, that new studebaker and then like right then that's when the iphone happened and right yeah uh, a lot of stuff and and just changed everything yeah and it feels like that we're at that point again and it seems like uh you know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world the environment and politics and all these things. And for some reason, it kind of reminds me, have you seen the movie Chicken Run? Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen that. Have you seen and it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Towards the end, um, the man's out in the yard and the chickens are attacking him. And he goes, the chickens are revolting. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife from in the house goes, finally, something we agree on. <laughs> That's how it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Um, but we've got so many cool things happening right now. Um, and if we could just survive as a species for a few more years, I right. think things are going to get really cool. Yeah. So, uh, so what? I agree with you completely. What in, what in particular are you, uh, are you jazzed about? Well, the first one is um, 
the voice recognition personal assistant stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just we kind of touched on that a little bit on a previous right. We episode. talked about the Amazon Echo, and that's really the mm-hmm. thing that's really pushed this along. I mean, yeah. we've we've had the um the Google phone, Android phones can do voice recognition and respond, and Apple's phones can do that with Siri. Um, but the Amazon Echo is a big step up from that, I think. Mm-hmm. What's amazing to me um, is how they appear to have solved the problem of commands at a distance from like across the room or even while music's playing from the device itself. Somehow it can hear you talk. Oh, I hadn't really thought about that. It, yeah, that's uh, that's just like science fiction to me. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Huh. I hadn't really I've seen that in action. I hadn't I hadn't thought that that would be the case but yeah you're right now how much experience have you had with the echo have you ever, have you used one or i've only been around one that uh that was that didn't like me it wouldn't do anything it wouldn't listen to me you devices couldn't... don't like me they don't they i can speak to them and they just don't do anything oh you couldn't even hey alexa wouldn't trigger it could i did i trigger that thing joe or hmm. did you i don't think so i don't even know if i tried yeah. but that's that's pretty weird, but, uh, but, Will, because uh, there's people on podcasts I'm listening to, they're saying their four-year-old can trigger it. <laughs> well. They just say Alexa, and it goes, hmm. I, there's something going on with me mm-hmm. and uh, voice recognition. Maybe I have just such a unique, amazing voice that it, the voice recognition software doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm, maybe, that's what I think. Maybe it just thinks it's whales humping or magma displacement or something. Well, it's beautiful. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Whales humping, magma displacement. Gorgeous. <laughs> Sounds of nature. <laughs> Just like my melodious voice. Mellifluous. Maleficent. Um So, yeah, but I, you know, when when our friend was was using that thing it, it was pretty amazing because you know there was music playing and that and he'd say you know uh, alexa you know turn down the light or, or whatever it was and it, the thing would just come to life right and every day it seems they're coming up with new recipes or things that can plug into it that can use its api mm-hmm. to connect to another device it's like right. amazon's opened mm-hmm. that up and that's one thing apple hasn't done at all no uh, Siri can only do interact with Apple apps. It can't interact with other apps on your phone. Right. Um, and this Amazon Echo, they just keep adding stuff to it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like hundreds of new commands since it came out. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, and I think we talked in that previous episode just about how easy it is to take that for granted. It's like, you're yelling at the thing. Oh God, I can't believe that this echo didn't know it turned on the light. It's like, stop for a minute. Do you realize what's happening in your house? There's right. a tiny computer that if it gets what you say, 80% right. That's amazing. It's mm-hmm. incredible. You know? Right. And that we have all these things that are now, you know, respond to commands from the network basically. Yeah. Uh-oh. And it's a very interesting time. As long as we get the the security right, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the company that did Siri, I, I just added this to the show notes just a bit before we started. A company called Vive or Viv. Um, the guys who did Siri, 
they sold it to Apple and then they went and did Viv and it's an AI and I love their um their tagline is intelligence becomes a utility. Oh wow. Mm. And so basically it's gonna be what Siri would have become had those guys continued to develop it, but also with open APIs like um like Amazon has. Oh my gosh. Wow. Right. And they demonstrated how just recently they had a tech demo conference where they demonstrated how easy it was for a developer to plug into it and create um, interactivity with it in their apps. So that's going to be a big thing. Yeah, I'm looking at their website now. It's uh, These things just, sometimes I look at these sites and, and what they're, their logos and what they like intelligence becomes utility and they have a whole bunch of little symbols there. And it, I, I, I think I'm in a science fiction movie cause this is the exact thing <laughs> right. that in the nineties and two thousands were you make up a company and you go, let's call it Viv AI and let's uh, give it a nice slogan and give it these symbols. And you, you know, a lot of this stuff, we took a run at it in the early nineties and it didn't mm-hmm. happen. No. And it's like we were 20 years too early. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ideas like, were there, but like the you know, um, virtual reality headsets. Yeah, right. It, it was a big thing, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's going to be here any any year now, any month now." Wired magazine was running features on that in 1993. Yeah, and, and it sort of finally is happening now. Yeah, kind of arrived and then uh, went away, and then it's uh, it's completely back. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, fascinating. Um, so what else has got you? What else has got the old Scott jazzed up? Well, um, this one's a I little bigger deal than the... Yeah, because this, this, is, this is an amazing guy. Yeah. Who we're about to talk about now. I have a lot to say about him. Uh, self-driving cars is the first thing on the list. Uh, the next thing on the list, rather. Um it seems like we've gone from no automation at all a decade ago <laughs> to we've gone through backup cameras and then uh, in high-end cars, Mercedes and stuff, about 10 years ago, they started getting cruise control that would track the speed of the car ahead of you. And if it slowed down, the car would slow down. If it sped oh up, gosh. the car would speed up. What That's so bad. Yeah. And then we got lane change warning and then lane then more recently lane keeping and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden two years ago a bunch of cars from ford all the way up to the top makes could self-park that's we just saw a commercial on that just the other day and that is an amazing thing right i think ford did that two years ago it's it's Mm -hmm. like amazing and now we've got partially autonomous highway driving in in 10 short years and most of that happened in the last three it's just I, I, right, and that's the, the so that's a really sort of science fictiony futuristic thing that I never thought I'd I'd see. Right, I didn't either, but but it not because it wasn't technologically possible, but because there wasn't the will to do it. Right, because yeah. I thought it would require turning all the roads into automated roads. Right, you'd have yeah. to put beacons down every lane of every yeah. road in the yeah, um, and there's solving it without doing that as long as there are good lines 
you know, paint lines in the road. Well, we'll be screwed in Seattle then. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm like, well, it will never come <laughs> Absolute here. Absolute mayhem. Because <laughs> a yeah. human with pretty decent eyesight, it's anybody's guess, guess really. Where Elaine is. Right. I was all about this until I heard the requirements. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're, we're out. Yeah. But it's still a lot less than it was before. Uh, and it's mostly because of the ability of the compute power to actually look at a live video feed and find where stuff is in it. A computer is actually doing that in these self-driving cars. And that, that was something we didn't imagine as being possible. Yeah. So I really, that's what I thought our limitation was that we would have to the roads have to become railways basically for this yeah door. right and then you're just on trains really <laughs> right and but that is that is our that our, is our end hope that we just push a button in the car and it just sticks itself in with a line of traffic that's going as fast as it possibly can mm-hmm. with all the other cars with all what they're doing and then peels off you know from the train to your destination and and you just sit there i don't know reading a book sleeping taking drugs, whatever you do. Oh. And uh, there, oh, there you are. This took a turn. Yeah, it took a dark <laughs> turn there at the, right at the end of the story. <laughs> um, well, I've been thinking a lot about drugs while my knee hurts. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Um, no, I, I uh, you know, it's just, a, it's a concept that's that's still kind of beyond me. I, A lot of this stuff, e- even like devices talking to other devices, I can kind of wrap my head around maybe you know, how that might work. When it comes to things like a car that drives itself, my brain is just like, I don't, it's just magic. I don't, that's the only way I can describe it. I don't understand. Yeah, and it just came out of left field. Right. When when Tesla started saying, oh, we just pushed out an update to your car. It can can semi-autonomously drive itself now. I was like, wait, what? Right. Did anybody a tell few bug fixes? Yeah. yeah. Did, did anybody tell the owners of the Tesla Model S that their car even had the the solenoids and motors in it to turn the wheel, steering wheel, without human input? To I I assume they knew that the brakes and the and the um, gas, you know, the accelerator pedal were flyby wire, so those would definitely be controllable. But it never crossed my mind that these cars were had the hardware for autonomous yeah. driving. Yeah, I know. So that they literally pushed a software update while it's sitting in your garage, and the next day, it it, <laughs> it, it, it can pull itself out of your you. drive. Right, exactly. <laughs> or you can summon it from a nearby parking space, and it'll find you. I mean, nice. these this is amazing. Yeah, I, I yeah. It's just, it's magic. It's just like, you know, by, oh, by the way, your car can now also transform into a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's amazing to think. Small bug, small bug fix on that. So, yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, then that's something we definitely need to get the security good on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We've seen some things in the news about people hacking into the, um, the auto shutoff feature of the cars that have, um, Oh, uh, right. Are able to call for help, you know. Yeah. Um, they've got a, shut, a remote shutoff feature, and uh, people are able to hack into those and exploit them. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I saw a self-driving car got in an accident the other day, 
um, as well. So yeah, well, that's bound, bound yeah. to happen. But amazing, uh, amazing stuff. Yeah, a decade ago, I wondered if my children would ever have to learn to drive a manual transmission car. <laughs> yeah. Now I wonder if they'll ever have to drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, one of them's a... already old enough to. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's holding out for that. He's like, yeah, I don't. I don't need Why? to worry about driving cars. Yeah, wouldn't you? For like, me. Oh, well, wait, wait till I don't have to, Dad. Learn all those stupid traffic rules. Yeah. Take all those a, dumb tests. Yeah, take a test? <laughs> Screw that. As if. <laughs> Old people are dumb. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and that, of course, is um, is the amazing Elon Musk. Running Tesla. Running Tesla. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not the first thing he started to work on. No. Something he worked on before that, which is, I, although it's a sleeper, people aren't really paying much attention to it. I think it's the biggest one. Solving energy. Mm-hmm. That is a big one. There was a report um, I read that um, our U.S., um, was it, yeah, carbon emissions was down 16% in the last wow. two years. That's that's uh, that's a significant number. Wow! Right at the same time when our economy is going up and we're using yeah. actually more energy than we were a couple of years ago. Right. Wow. Hmm. And that's because of all the the solar and wind power stuff that's snowballing. Um, and the snowball. I do a fair amount stuff. of. Yeah, we don't want a snowball planet. No. <laughs> no. If they could harness the power of snowballs, now that's... <laughs> Especially, that's a, you roll those suckers downhill, there's nothing stopping that. Right, it's exactly. Kind of snowballs. That. I think that's, that's where for, the term came from. Yeah, that's I'm going to start working on that. <laughs> I do a fair amount of driving around five or six states around Ohio, and it's amazing how many wind power, wind turbine farms are peppered throughout the countryside now. And small-scale solar farms, too. That's good um, to know. And that's the really big stuff. Um, the company that Elon Musk started uh, was so, called Solar City. And have you read about what they do? I don't know much about them at all. Yeah. Like like you said, it's not it's the, the sleeper stuff thing. that hits the news. Yeah. yeah. Um, they basically put, uh, they want to cover everybody's house with solar panels for free and then charge them for the electricity. Uh Uh-huh. And so what that does is it, it provides the capital for putting all these solar panels on your roof. Right. Providing the capital for it is making lots more people do it. Lots more people doing it is driving down the price of solar panels, Mm. making it more affordable for them to do. And as that, as the economies of scale trickle in, they're able to do this to more and more places and basically, they started with the places that had the most sunlight. So this is happening out in SoCal, you know, in Southern mm-hmm. California. Yeah, right. But it's moving in, uh, and it won't be long before most of the country is on their constituency list. And you can just ring them up and say, hey, wire me up. And they're going to cover your house with solar panels, and they're going to 
um, hopefully take you off the grid to the degree possible. And uh, it does. It's it's like almost zero net cost for the for the homeowner. That's that's remarkable. I, I think mean, we in Seattle probably were out of that one too. Yeah, it it's a tough call. Do they have in overcast other... panels? <laughs> <laughs> they can put here. Can, can you can you harvest the lack of sunlight? <laughs> yeah, is you know, the power of the, the po- clouds. Reverse the polarity, right? You just <laughs> move the minus yeah, to the plus and the plus to right. the minus, right? Yeah, that should work. I think we solved. I think we solved some more. I'll have to, <laughs> have to write him a letter. But you do need to store the energy, and that's the that's another thing he's done. Um, Tesla, of course, uses a whole metric ton of batteries, lithium-ion batteries for the cars. They found another way to sell those batteries in what they call a power wall, mm-hmm. which is like this five thousand kilowatt battery that you can mount on your wall, and it can be charged by the solar panels on your roof and then provide power when the sun's down. Cause that, that's the really big thing with solar. Obviously it only works when the sun's up. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's such an amazing business model too. I mean, all this stuff, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. you know, how, how long would it take a consumer to, uh, you know, sort of adopt this if they had to, Put for up, all if they had to put up twenty five thousand dollars, yeah, right now, yeah, no one would ever do that. So it would never get off the ground. A few places, and mm-hmm. that's why it's been moving so slowly. I mean, it's really ingenious, you know, mm-hmm. um, business model there. But uh, yeah, and it, so it really feels like um, we're on the cusp of solving energy, and that is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like monumental. It's the difference between. A better future and, no well, future. and well, none, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it seems like it's not a moment too soon. I just read an article this morning about um, world's carbon dioxide concentration teetering on the point of no return, future in which global concentration of CO2 is permanently above 400 parts per million looms. Right, at mm. the point at which even if we go down to zero human-generated, mm-hmm. it still doesn't help. Yeah, it's not going to go down. Yes. It's just going to not go up anymore. Right. So it's good good to hear some good news on yeah, that Yeah, thanks, it... Downer, Downer Joe. Yeah, th- <laughs> yeah, this is one where it could have we could have definitely benefited from it happening 20 years earlier. Yeah, and, definitely. I, and again, I think we tried. Uh, that stuff was huge in the in the nineties, and mm-hmm. but just the overhead, the capital for for getting it to happen, just wasn't well, there. Well, there were an awful lot know? of market forces, and yeah, and that forces too. pushing right. against it. Yeah. I mean, everybody believed wind power would never generate enough to be worth doing. Yeah, and and all that that has changed, and well, that's it's, great. Yeah. So now we've got uh, cars driving themselves all around the place and energy problems are solved. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a pretty good future. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if it all doesn't work out, um, Elon's got a solution for that too. Oh, yeah? What would that be? Yeah, we'll go to Mars. Oh. I bet, well, they have a lot of sunlight. Yeah. The very first company Elon started after he walked away from PayPal with his billions was spacex 
Right, which, which I loved. I mean, and that I'll never forget reading about that and when that happened because at that point you didn't know if this guy was like, is this guy kind of a crackpot? <laughs> or is this a real thing? Is I, this felt, really... I felt that as recently as last year <laughs> with the self-driving car thing. I said, come on. Yeah. Is he was this an eccentric you know, inventor or is this a real thing that's happening? So, right. And he bet it all and got really close to failing. I yeah, mean, he they, did. they came really close to not being able to, to survive SpaceX did early on in their first couple of, um, test flights of the full size Falcon one that they, they were, it's like, if this mission doesn't work, we're probably done. Right. And it was their third one. And it worked. It's amazing. And uh, it's been one crazy thing after another. Um, a couple years ago, he uh, SpaceX put out an animation showing that they were going to start working on landing the the booster after it launched. And I'm like, okay, th- that's crazy science fiction. <laughs> Absolutely not so. So not going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm watching this animation go, that's a great animation, Elon. There's no way you have the, the fuel energy, the, you know, the extra fuel at the end of the boost to actually land. And this year he proved us wrong. He did it three yeah, times. He sure did. Yeah. And people and aren't, aren't, aren't really paying attention to how amazing that is. No, I and I totally agree with you. I mean, they they they're like, they oh, it 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 crashed this time. What's wrong? Listen, people, <laughs> this was impossible. <laughs> yeah, right. And now it's happened three times in a year. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I don't think any of this stuff is getting even as much. Even the even the first SpaceX landing got decent coverage, but. But they've pointed out that, well, they've tried three times. And yeah, right, hard, you know, so. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyone can do this on the fourth try. <laughs> my, my 12-year-old could do that on the fourth time. Right. Well, and I think I think the press missed it early on when, um, when they started sending the resupply missions to the ISS. And then not only did the resupply, they put stuff up there, they brought stuff back. The mm. Dragon capsule could actually land, come back to Earth. None of the resupply ships from whether from Russia, from the U, from the from any government or any entity had ever done that. Yeah, and they just they were they were disposable. You know, they went up there, they docked, they put their, they brought crap there, they'd fill it with garbage, and then it would just. They jettison it, and it would either fall, and I guess would fall to Earth eventually, and and burn up. But the Dragon capsule actually lands, and it's it's just really an it's one of those stories too, where it's like when you were kids, it's like someone some kid saying, "I'm going to build my own rocket ship and go to the moon." That's kind of what this is like, right? You know, he's like, "I'm going to build my own." Like, yeah, you're, yeah, I'm going to build my own. I'm going to go to Mars. Like, yeah, sure you are. Like, well, I just did. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, do you know the story of, of 
when he decided to build the rocket himself. No. Um, they had um, fresh off of PayPal. He's got all this money, and him and the, he got some business partners together, and they wanted to put a um, some kind of automatic um, greenhouse on Mars. Mm-hmm. Just to show, hey, we can grow things there. We can put them in this thing, and he, I, that's what he wanted to do. Right. So he started shopping around for rockets that could do it for him as cheap as possible, and he was talking to the Russians, and he was talking to the European Space Agency, and after several deals fell through, he just said, "This is these prices are you know they want they want hundreds of millions of dollars to do it basically." Mm-hmm. He said. This is crazy. If I'm going to blow a hundred million dollars, I can do that and build one myself. Start a company to build them, mm-hmm. and so he said, "I'm not giving the Russian space agency 150 million dollars. I'm going to take 150 million dollars and start a rocket company." You know, and that's what <laughs> he did. Yeah, it's just amazing. I mm-hmm. also like the whole visual when he first said shopping around with rock for rockets. My my brain was like, so I went on Amazon. Right. Well, have you gone to SpaceX? <laughs> Rocket. That's what's so cool about SpaceX and, and Tesla, for that matter. You go to their websites and it's just like, oh, I'm going to buy a luxury electric car. Yeah, just right here. Here's the form. <laughs> go to SpaceX.com and there's a there's a there's there's basically a store where you can see what, okay, well, you want this size rocket to do this. Okay, well, that'll be this much millions. And it, Are you? Wow. You can... <laughs> Literally. And it's real simple pricing. It's like, <laughs> what are those? Those are those. <laughs> we we found the men's cycling bibs. Did you? Yeah, on the SpaceX store. That's uh, the only thing we're allowed to look at. No it's rockets. It's possible. It's like a slingshot that can fire you to the moon. Yeah, through, or through your small rocks or something. <laughs> yeah, your small rocks. <laughs> um, I was hoping to go here and buy a rocket. But I don't see any rockets, just mugs. Nice mugs. Hey. Clock. A rocket uh, pen. I can buy a rocket pen for 12 bucks. I bought a um, Tesla t-shirt. Did you? Yeah. Wow. What I a wore braggart. it to work several times. And people... <laughs> yeah. That's kinda, <laughs> Scott always bragging about his t-shirts. I have a Tesla. Oh, God. Here he goes again. And people at work were always asking, so do you have Tesla? I said, no, I have a Tesla shirt. <laughs> I can't afford a Tesla <laughs> But does your shirt drive itself? That's the question. Not a good question. I'll no. admit that right up front, but that's a question. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so amazing about all these things that are going on. They are earth shattering. What's so crazy is that three of them are all basically one spearheaded guy. by one guy. Now, you said he's planning a Mars mission, right? 2018. Yeah, he wants to put a dragon capsule on Mars. That's amazing. Yeah. Not yeah. With, not with people in it, Grant. You know, that would be insane. Right. But um, Right. But, I you know. I heard. Yes. <laughs> I heard that Mars is another planet. Yes, what did you, what did you hear? Now, I might get this wrong. Mm-hmm. We're all about that. Um It's okay. You can't kind of be too theme. wrong on this podcast. I want to say that it's maybe on the big island in Hawaii that there's some like pod of people 
that are kind of training to go to Mars or something. I think really? there's more than one group the, that's doing that. They're locking themselves in mm-hmm. for the duration and right. trying sort to learn how to... simulating the whole thing. Right. Trying to figure it's, out how they, you know, they're going to use the same water over and over again right. and grow grow their food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the domes, geodesic domes. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, they're living in domes in Hawaii. So we wow. could do that. Maybe we won't come back. Yeah, maybe we'll just move into the dome. <laughs> Be bad, bad news for introverts, though. That's not, oh that's yeah, that's kind would... of a horrible disaster. Yeah, um, a trip to Mars is not a good place for an introvert. No, unless you're on your own. Yeah, or maybe with a couple of very close friends. Right, who you can get away from. Yes, right, easily. <laughs> who don't talk much. Yeah, right. Um, my little tiny version of that. I used to try to talk um, Jane into doing this, and we've never done this. I said, you know how small these uh, the um, the spacecraft were in the '60s that they went to the moon in Apollo yeah. spacecraft. It's about the size of a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Wow, a regular small bathroom, not, not one. And I said, Jane, we we should just see, spend a weekend in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> just pack what we think we need and go in there, and just just see what it's like to be an astronaut. And just spend two and a half days in the bathroom. And, and shockingly, she was not. She in was favor not of this? up to this. Can you believe? I it? don't understand. Uh, <laughs> wives. Yeah. You know, there's a lot easier way to spend the weekend in the bathroom. You just go to Taco Bell and have dinner. Mm. <laughs> it comes right out, though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's in and out. Yeah. In and out taco. <laughs> that's oh, what she should call the place. <laughs> please, please let that not be our show title. <laughs> Uh, um, so one of the, one of the things I was going to say about Mr. Musk, um, that I just started about thinking about recently is he, he is an inventor and, you know, you, you see stories, you, you read in history books and, and of people who lived during Edison and, you know, other famous inventors and, or, or, or Tesla himself, um, and I just think it's kind of amazing that like we have one of these guys, he's here. Mm-hmm. Like back in the oldie days, he would you know be in the inventors club or whatever you know, um, the sciency society was in England at the time, and he's here. We got one. He's right, right and, here. And more than that, it, 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 um, I would say it's more like Edison because not only is he clever. Mm-hmm. And brash, he can organize resources and people to get stuff made. Yeah, I mean the big problem with Nikolai Tesla was he couldn't. He was very bad businessman. (laughs) Yes, he was. But he just had the greatest, most grandiose ideas, and it seemed he could deliver on them if he could have marshaled the resources. Yeah, and he wasn't good at doing that. So we've got the whole package with Elon. With, I think uh, it's more Elon I think Musk. it's more to the seeing what he wants to do and having the resources to get it done rather than the actual doing of stuff. He's just mm-hmm. really willing to go and tell his engineers, Well, why not do this? Why not land the booster? Yeah. And then you'd be just like, hmm? <laughs> Right. 
And they go, well, we've never tried because it's it's in, it's impossible. Well, let's try. <laughs> then we'll know if it's impossible. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, people like that are also like very, very famous for saying, so what, what is it that makes it impossible? Okay. So what, <laughs> right. you know, what is it about that thing right. that you just said that made it impossible? Well, and, yeah. What if we had that kind of motor? Yeah. What if I could get you that? Now you just told me what you need. Mm-hmm. What if I can get you that? <laughs> Would it then be impossible? No. Great. Now I know what I need to do. I need to get you this thing. Right. <laughs> and somehow, you know, that somehow they made their own motors that, that are extremely efficient rocket motors and uh, can do this. Um, it's just incredible. Amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm busy building my own Tesla right now. <laughs> oh, are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering whether I should go for the ludicrous speed upgrade for just an additional 10,000. What I, do you think? I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think so, too. Somebody's, somebody's got to fund these missions to Mars. Right. Just do not hit checkout. <laughs> I'll <laughs> just put it on our main card, right? I, I will need to make a quick phone call and get off the podcast for a moment if you do. <laughs> we have $109,500 in <laughs> sure. checking, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's our credit <laughs> limit. Half of the credit limit, anyway. Hmm. <laughs> Or a house, you know, car, house. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Just live in the car. Sure. Simulate a trip yeah. to <laughs> Mars. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, all comes round. Mm. Okay, well, I think we nailed that one pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, I think so. To mm. give it a rest. <laughs> Maybe ice that thing a bit. Yeah, put it away, write it. Write it hard and put it away wet, as we used to say in the horse business. No, the manly episode was last time, William. Oh, some of my favorite, favorite welders. Yeah, well, my best friends horses. are horses. <laughs> Welder horses. <laughs> um, yes, let's move on to uh, to a musical topic, shall we? Let's. Music in rear view. Hey, it's you again. Hi. Mellifluous is yes. the word. Um, this week we've got another in this series of uh, novelty promotional records. Mm-hmm. Uh, this oh, one's good. from uh, 1966. It's called Sounds Fantastic. It's a, just the, the cover is completely white, and then it's got Sounds Fantastic in the lower right wow. corner in big, bright colors. It's very nice. We've got a link to that in the show notes. My uh, my birthday was 1966, and that is what my mom said when I was born. <laughs> what, we've got a link to that in the show notes? <laughs> no, she said Sounds Fantastic. What do you think of your little baby boy? He sounds fantastic. <laughs> what she would say where was she from <laughs> I, I don't know she was on some sort of medication because she'd just given birth to me but uh same, fantastic <laughs> same place dr Shivago was from yeah, maybe so um got two <clears throat> tracks from this um okay pretty jaunty fun things uh this first one is called uh fly me to the moon uh sounds something like this. 
Aren't you in a better mood already? I am. We're dancing here. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Catchy. Yeah. How appropriate. Yeah, those fly me to the moon. What what's this what's the story of this story of this uh record thing? Yeah. Uh it's an RCA Victor uh promotional record to sell record players. Ah. Oh, okay. It's uh on the back cover it says presenting the swing line portable stereo. Mm. Totally new and exclusively from RCA Victor. It's a slim, trim cabinet that can't be beat for pickup and go portability. Wow. It's this really weird thing where um, uh, it looks like a suitcase, uh, but you pull open the sides and a turntable rotates 90 degrees and flops flat. Whoa. That's pretty groovy. And then you can, it's a little turntable and you put records on there and it's got the little doors that you opened are actually speakers. So you've got stereo speakers. Stereophonic sound? Absolutely. Oh, I'm, we're. That's actually a really gorgeous looking I, thing. I may have had one of I these. I had something very similar I, to that. I did too. I'd never seen anything like this before, but um, we had a, a, early 70s tape deck that was had doors on it mm. but this record player thing that was wow that's really interesting something else it yeah. looks really cool when it's opened it looks kind of like a, a cheap air, air conditioner when it's closed <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah that's what cool. this record it's cool was, either way that's what this record was put together for is a and it's a really good sounding record. It's one of the cleaner sounding records as far as scratches yeah. and stuff that oh, I've yeah. I think that sounded had, good. especially from the 60s. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I got one more song on there I want to yeah. play. Um, it's a, it was performed by Chet Atkins. And I've never heard this song before, but the moment I heard it, I was, I was thinking, I want this to the, be the soundtrack for me when I'm just going about life having a good time. I can oh. picture a music video of, of me just going to stores and shopping and smiling <laughs> and dancing down the street. Okay. And if I'm doing that, now picture that and it sounds okay. like this.
mm. that last part, Scott dancing. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is me dancing. I just want that playing all the time wherever I am, and it'll just make me happy and jaunty. That should be your new theme song. I think we all need... So it needs to be Sean's theme instead theme of song. Armin's theme. That's right. But to change um, the title. Yeah, and Ch- Chad Atkins uh, uh, has a couple of nicknames. He's known as Mr. Guitar, and mm. he's known as the Country Gentleman. Mm. So is his so, guitar. Uh, his guitar is known as the Country Gentleman? Yes, the Chet Atkins Country Gentleman is a guitar one can buy. Oh, I see. Well, you know, you are somewhat of a Country Gentleman as well, mm. so that's why I've been one of those things at one time or another. I don't think <laughs> I've ever country? been... A <laughs> country? He's been a country. <laughs> I've never been both of them at once. <laughs> yeah, someone planted a flag in him. I've been uh, a little bit country. I've been a little bit gentleman. I've just... <laughs> Well, that was just lovely. Um, yeah, I think that should be your theme song. I thought about this a lot. I, re- I really wish we could all pick our theme songs that would, whenever we walked in a room, that would they would play for us. Mm-hmm. And you could you could kind of hear, you could be somewhere and hear, oh what? Oh listen, oh Scott's coming. Here he is. Oh hey! I just wish we would all communicate musically. You go into the store. And that's there, and somebody comes near, like the salesperson comes near you. His song needs to somehow intertwine with yours for you to oh, yeah. communicate. Yeah, I like it. Got to get, uh, got to get Muskin on that one. Mm. I think he probably has room for another side project. Oh, sure. <laughs> Can't possibly be too busy. No, he's not doing anything. He solved he's, everything he, else. Yeah, I mean, he had time to be on The Simpsons. He was on an entire Simpsons episode. Did you know that? No. Oh, you should check it out. Was it recent? Yes. Yeah. Very recent. And he played himself. Okay. And the whole episode was about him. Yeah, I definitely got to cool. see that. Yeah, I think it was called, uh, I want to say it was called The Musk That Fell to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always wondered about that. That's, that's another thing he could do. <laughs> yeah. A gender neutral fragrance. He could. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, William, one more thing yeah. we need to do. We need to tell people um, how they can contact us, uh, should they care to do so. Well, uh, they can contact us um, when they finish listening to these long podcasts, if they're still awake and it's uh, early enough at night. Uh, they can contact us at uh, podcasts at up and over to... Oh, sweetie. What's the email address, Joe? Where can they contact us? Podcast at upandovercast.com. Mm-hmm. We're and finally going to get email now. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no. Anytime, guys. And they can get our website at upandovercast.com or on Facebook at upandovercast.com. Fabulous. Mm. Well, I think we'd know what it would be named if uh, Elon was to make a gender-neutral fragrance. The only question remaining to be answered is, what do you think Elon Musk would smell like? I don't know. It's it's a tricky one because, you know, in space, no one can hear you smell. After I said that, I looked over and Joe was giving me one of her... <laughs> One of the famous wife looks of like, oh dear. <laughs> I did I did pick this. 